0: Welcome to Live Well, Dream Big. I'm Suzanne Monroe, founder of the International Association of Wellness Professionals, where I've been teaching people how to live a life of wellness, tap into their passion, and go for their dreams for over 15 years. I believe living well and dreaming big starts with ourselves. This podcast will show you how to create a healthy, holistic life, empower your mindset, follow your dreams, and make a big impact. Let's dive in right now. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Live Well, Dream Big. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. Today's episode is being recorded during our launch lab here at the IAWP, where our holistic wellness coaches and training are coming together to focus really on the Dream Big side of things and launching their coaching practice and really about sharing their message with the world. So today we're specifically talking about intuition in business. And I'm going to share four things that have really helped me develop my own intuition as a business owner, including how to get started hearing your own intuition, even if it's something you've never done before. So if you enjoy this episode and you want to hear more, be sure to subscribe to Live Well, Dream Big so you don't miss an episode and share the show with a friend. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. I am very excited to be here today for another episode and to be talking about how to develop your intuition as a business owner, whether you're a wellness coach in our community or an entrepreneur or someone else who's in business or even with your career you can apply this to making decisions in any setting. And you know, this episode is really for you if you're kind of like a feelings person, you you feel all the feels, you feel like you're an empathic person, you know, maybe you're a sensitive person, you kind of tune into things, you might even call yourself heart-centered or conscious or you're on the path of self-growth and self-awareness and development and all things that really mean that you're starting to listen into yourself, right? And gain more self-awareness. And yet at the same time, You might not have practice with listening to yourself, like you don't know what to do with the feelings or the thoughts that are coming to you, or you want to tune into them more, but you're not sure how. And maybe you want to trust yourself, but again, you're not really sure, okay, how do I make this happen? And I think when it comes to being in business for yourself, developing our intuition is really like a muscle, and it's an important muscle, really, that you want to learn how to use. But it's also like anything new, you have to identify where this muscle exactly is in the body. How does it work for me specifically? How do I start flexing it and using it and really building this muscle so that it can actually work for me? This is actually a live well dream big tool because first of all, if you want to live well, it involves having that self-awareness and really working on your mindset and intuition really falls into that category. And then of course, if you want to dream big, you have to learn how to trust yourself as you go out on this journey, right? Because there's a lot of things that are going to come up along the way. Opportunities, decisions you have to make. When you commit to dreaming big, that's really what happens. Things start playing out on a bigger level. And oftentimes there's different pathways and choices you have to make. And you can be a little overwhelmed if you've never had to do it before, but intuition can help you. So let's dive into it. And I want to share really four things that I think have been important for me on the journey to developing intuition in business. And I'm going to kind of walk you through some of those. The first one is, to believe in your intuition. Now, how the heck do you do that when everyone around you, though, has told you to follow the facts and trust the system and depend on the data and the research, right? Our thinking is really built around making sure the facts check out. And of course, facts are pretty useful. They they tell us something. But sometimes we get like too into facts and we forget about intuition. And I think in our working life and our business and our careers and really following our purpose, we've really been kind of taught to put our intuition aside, to maybe follow a certain path, do things a certain way, follow the systems, the roadmap, right? Turn off our heart in some instances and really use only our head. But now we get to reclaim this and bring it to the forefront and really guide everything that you do. And it's really an opportunity if you're on the dream big path to do this. So how do you believe in intuition? Well, I think it helps to start with actually understanding what intuition is, because when you just say intuition, it can seem kind of like woo-woo or like airy-fairy or just like sort of conceptual, and you're like, oh, I don't know. But if you understand the definition, it really makes it feel like it's a real faculty that we have. So what is intuition exactly? Is it your gut? According to dictionary.com, you guys know I always love looking up definitions before I talk about them. It's the direct perception of truth or fact, independent of any reasoning process. So that's one definition. Some experts say it's merely our brain combining previous knowledge and current knowledge, which I thought was interesting. It can also be described as your inner voice, your inner self, even your higher power or your sixth sense. So I like to think of it as really all of these things. It's your perceptions. It's your combined wisdom of all of the experiences that have happened throughout your life, and maybe even before, and your knowledge. And to me, it's really like this giant data store of all that you know and are yet to know. It's sort of the bridge between our conscious and subconscious minds, really. So I think we know things on different levels. There's like that surface level, right? The physical layer. But then we have more of this internal layer, and there's a knowing there too. And that's really what this is all about. I think understanding what it is can help you to trust it and believe in it. Because it's something, and science has proved this and research ha- has shown this, we all have it. It's something we all have, intuition. We're just not used to using it or we don't know how to use it. But we've all heard stories, right? Miraculous stories, really, where maybe someone was in a dangerous situation and then they got an insight on what to do to get out of the danger to or to avoid the problem or to escape, right? Maybe you've even had a moment where something just didn't feel right. You didn't trust maybe a certain person or a situation that you were in, or you left a situation, right? We always hear people who like, they didn't board the plane because they got this intuition, don't board, right? And then it ends up crashing, right? So there's all these different things that you know people have actually experienced. I'm thinking of a quote by Steve Jobs who said, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. Everything else is secondary. Steve Jobs. I love that. Because if you're just getting started following your passion and carving your own path or doing something new, keep this in mind. It's something where your intuition already knows the path. And if you keep leaning into your heart and having the courage to do this, I think that's really the first part. And then you just start taking those small steps along the path. So that's really the first thing I would share is this whole idea about believing into your intuition, really understanding what it is. And then the second piece is blending intuition with facts. So we're not like throwing out everything else we know. We're not throwing out the facts or the data or the research or the science or anything like that. We're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater, right? We really want to blend these two together. And I think one of the hard things about, I know for me listening to my intuition or making decisions based on my intuition is that sometimes you kind of feel like you're going it all alone. This is my thought, but I don't have anything to back it up. What if I make a state mistake, right? Or What if I'm totally wrong here? Like, I'm I'm the only person thinking this. And there's really this sense, I know for myself, that you're like, okay, I'm going out on a limb here, maybe even going against the crowd. That's really hard with any decision in life if you feel like you're doing it all by yourself. So especially if you're new in business as well. I think it's easy to doubt yourself because if you're new at this, you don't have the experience behind you yet, right? So how can you really truly know? So even if you have some intuitive hit or idea about what you want to do, you have that also level of self-doubt. Have you ever noticed how you can find the facts really for any viewpoint you want to support? I find this interesting. There's usually some data on every side of every issue to prove a point. That's why sometimes it can be really confusing to know what is exactly right, right? Because we can find all this information. And so facts are super important, don't get me wrong. But when the facts are confusing or contradicting or you have a sense that there's more to it than just the data that you're seeing or looking at, that's where you gotta bring your intuition in. Because I think your intuition is there to guide you to really land in the right place based on all of your experiences, all of your knowledge, on everything that's ever happened to you, based on everything you've ever taken in. That's why your intuition is there, to be that guide for you. And so we have to allow it. And I think it's really about a balance between the two. You want to blend these two powerhouses, right? Science and data with intuition and our inner knowing. And I think when you do, you can really arrive at the right answer for yourself in any given situation because they complement each other. So the better we can get at using both our analytical mind and our intuition together, I think the better we can arrive at decisions and actually arrive where we want to be in life. We're often fighting ourselves between these two things. Oh, I feel like this. You know, I wish I could have this or do this. There's something coming through, but we're like, oh, there's no proof for that. So now I'm just going to take the same old path when really, I think if we blend these two together, amazing things can happen. In fact, when I first got started in business, I got really caught up with what I call BSOs. You guys may have heard me talk about BSOs before, bright, shiny objects. Bright, shiny objects are what you see out there that really everyone else is doing. And you think, oh, maybe I should be doing that. And BSOs are really big out there especially with social media today, because it's really easy to have access to all the BSOs right there. If you think about the first two letters in that little acronym, though, usually that's an indicator of what it's going to amount to for you, because you spend a lot of time spinning your wheels and chasing different things. And sometimes BSOs are just, they're hard to not go after because they often seem like they have the facts or support behind them. So you see someone who's successful, maybe following a certain strategy or doing things a certain way, and you think, okay, I should be doing that, right? But what I figured out after lots of heartache with BSOs is that even if a BSO is working for someone else, that same bright, shiny object might not work for you. And even if the BSO does work for you, and this is key, you might not actually be happy when you get there because... You didn't listen to your own heart on what was right for you and how you wanted to show up and what you wanted to do and what path you wanted to take. See, because you can create all the success in the world by the world's standards, but it doesn't necessarily equal your happiness and joy. You may say, oh, I got to follow all these BSOs out there. And I end up with, let's say, a coaching practice doing some sort of strategy that, wow, it's not really what I would have chosen to do. I don't really like this. So maybe on some level, you created some success but you're not really happy with what you're doing. So you got to be careful of the trap of BSOs for a lot of reasons. We had some friends visiting us over the weekend, friends we hadn't seen in a long time, right? And now we're in a, I guess, semi-post-pandemic world. People are getting together now. And we were talking about so many things. And we got to talking about, really with our kids, because our kids were talking about all different kind of material things. And, oh, I want this. Here's what I'm going to have when I grow up. And they were, kids are talking about all different stuff. And we got to talking to them about how you're not going to be happier necessarily with more things, with more success or more money. Now, you might be, right? Because we don't want to go to the opposite and say, okay, these things affect your happiness either way. But it's not the success or the money or the things that actually make you happier. It's really only when you're tapped into your heart and listening to it and feeling on purpose that you feel happy and joyful and peaceful. And that can happen with or without that success or those things or money, right? So whatever you do, you have to listen to your heart and your intuition and really lean into what feels right to you and what brings you joy, because it's not necessarily on the other side of whatever you're trying to get. Whatever challenges you have now, I think they are still going to be there in a way. They might look different on the other side, but they show up with different faces, I used to think, okay, when I get to a certain level, I'm going to be successful and even happier, right? And I can tell you that that doesn't change things. I've reached many of those levels that I thought I wanted to get to, right? And how I felt really didn't change like I thought it might. I had to find happiness ultimately in whatever place I was at, regardless of anything else going on at the time. And so that's been really huge for me on my journey. And I think, again, this kind of whole learning was about blending intuition with facts bringing these two worlds together and really leaning into what your heart is saying is going to be best for you and not getting caught up with all these bright, shiny objects. So the third thing I want to share is that it's super important to practice intuition before you need it. So this is important because one of the big things about using intuition is being able to use it when you really need it. And usually the moments that kind of come up quickly, like you need to react quickly or make a decision in a certain amount of time. But Maybe the data isn't available at that moment. So somebody might ask you, well, what does your gut say to do, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, I have, to, I have to come up with an answer. And likely you will answer. I don't know if you're in a crisis or you need to decide soon, but those are the kind of things that if that's if you're in those situations, oftentimes your intuition will come to the surface. But it's better if you can practice getting in touch with your intuition before those moments, because if you're not in practice with it, it's going to be a lot harder to hear it and to know what to do in those types of moments. So you have to practice getting in touch with your intuition when you need it. So when you need it, it's really easy to tap into. So how do you do that? How do you get in touch with your intuition? You know what? There are so many different practices and methods and philosophies and things, and you can do a Google search right now and find a lot of different things you can try. And I recommend you do to find and land on something that, that really works for you. I'll share with you what I do, but it may or may not work for you. Take from it, try things out, but find what works for you. So first, one thing I do is I consciously create space to connect with myself every day and to allow my intuition to come through. So if you don't do that, I know for myself, if I don't do it, I find that I'm really fuzzy and frazzled. I'm fuzzy because I'm just not clear and I'm frazzled, which means I can kind of go into overwhelm easily, right? Because I haven't allowed the intuitive voice to really have a voice. So for me, I have to start my day with that connection time and I really create this sort of sacred space so that I can allow my intuition to be there and it's a great way to be able to explore your intuition. And then what I do, and I would recommend, is to find what helps you to feel grounded and still and quiet. Because first you need the space, but then you kind of need that stillness for the intuition to be heard. Right Now, as time goes on, you get more practice. You don't have to have maybe as much of that stillness in the moment because you're you're used to hearing your intuition. And I do different things. I meditate. I sit quietly in silence sometimes. I journal. I ask myself questions, which I shared on the recent Ask Suzanne Anything episode. I shared some of my questions that I asked myself. I do yoga. I light a candle, focus on the flame. Sometimes I hold a crystal that has meaning. I practice sometimes a grounding technique where I'm really kind of breathing into the earth so I feel centered. I feel that groundedness. I mean, I have many rituals. And for me, it's kind of like a toolkit I can choose from right? Because every day is different and you might need different things on different days and you get to choose kind of what feels right for you. So that's what works for me. It may or may not work for you, but I recommend doing some exploration and seeing what helps you to feel grounded and quiet and centered and create that connection. And then once you're there, you get to more easily access your intuition because it really is that small, still voice inside of you. And you can ask it the question you're trying to find the answer to. And before you do that, I think while you're just practicing, getting used to your intuition, you might want to ask different questions like, okay, what do I need today? How am I feeling today? What do I need to know right now? What do I need to know about this situation? What can I do differently? Right? So you could practice with any of those questions and just and seeing what's coming through. What's the response? Right? There's kind of this prompt and a response. And you might do that through journaling. You might just do that in your head. You have to see kind of what helps you best. And then the other important thing is is it's important to not be in a hurry. You have to wait and see what answers come. And they may not even come in that moment, right? They might pop up later in the day. And if they don't come at all, that's okay too. You can just try again later. So don't get frustrated. It's it's something that might take a while. So that is the third thing, is really to practice intuition before you need it and to find a way to create that connection for yourself that feels really good and right for you. And then the final thing I wanna share is that it's about trusting the answers you get. So first of all, your answers might come in different ways. And this is important to know. Some people just ask the question in their head and the answer comes out as a thought. Others find, you know, it's through writing and journaling that helps. Or still others feel like they get a feeling, a feeling. Intuition can come from a feeling or a sense of knowing. You might even have a sensation in your body. So be open to how the answers come for you. And you might even kind of want to track this with like an intuition tracker or intuition journal, like, huh. How are things coming to me? What am I noticing, right? It's all about bringing awareness to how you hear your intuition. And so when the answers come, the next step is being able to trust them. And this is really huge because I believe your intuition is like a superpower. And it can only work for you if you trust the answers when they come by actually taking action on them. So if we don't trust them, we don't do anything, it kind of is like it stops showing up. It's like, okay, you're not, this isn't important to you is the sense. And this is like way easier said than done, okay? Again, because when you get an intuitive hit, let's call it, you feel like, okay, if I trust this, I'm kind of going out on a limb, taking action or doing something without all the facts or figures or proof, right? And someone else maybe doesn't agree with me or no one told me, yeah, this is the way to go. You might even feel like, okay, I'm gonna be the one to blame if I go this route, right? And I've certainly struggled this. When I first started working with my intuition, I remember I was just really afraid to trust anything that was coming through. I'd be faced with the decision. And I thought I had kind of this intuition about what I should do. But the facts kind of said something different. And because of the facts, I thought, okay, I don't know. How could this act? How could I actually be right? And maybe you've had this happen to you before as well. Have you ever had that moment where you just kind of had the intuition or you knew the answer to something, but you kind of, you didn't act on it. You went the other way and then you're kind of beat yourself up later. Like I'm kicking myself later. I knew I should have done this, but I didn't do it. So as you practice, you're getting in touch with your intuition, you want to also practice trusting the answers and taking action. It doesn't have to be huge action. It can be small steps. But you need to do that to kind of show yourself your own proof, right? Like with all the facts and figures, we we feel like, oh, there's the proof. We have to show ourselves that there's proof also in trusting our intuition. And I say, try this out on a small scale first, right? Maybe it's just something really simple, like, what should I eat for dinner tonight? Or is there a certain food that's really not great for my body that I should eliminate that's not working for me? Or anything else that you might kind of be wondering, but make it something small, not like some huge decision you have to make in the beginning. Because the world won't end if you make a change with something really small. And instead, you'll be able to trust the answers and kind of try it out and then see what happens. So when that bigger decision comes, you feel more comfortable. And when you get that proof that your intuition was right, like celebrate that, write it down, record it even to remind yourself I am my own guide. I trust in my intuition. I have the answers. This is really about building trust within ourselves. You're telling yourself, you're showing yourself, and then you get used to it. And you're like, oh, this is how it works, right? That gets into your, your mind, and that can be very helpful. So those are kind of the four things I want to share with you. Let's just recap these four steps to developing intuition in business, really working that muscle. First was believe in your intuition. Knowing what intuition is, is an actual proven thing. It's based on all these experiences and knowledge. It's this inner wisdom that's a, almost like compilation of your entire life that gets to work in the background. The second thing I shared was blending intuition with facts. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. They both have a place. Let's bring them together. For so long, we've maybe ignored one part of ourselves. But how can we bring these two together, right? The rational mind and the intuitive. And then practice intuition before you need it. Set aside time now. Maybe after listening to this episode, I'm going to put in my daily calendar. Maybe I'm going to do it once a week to start. Or maybe I'm going to take just a five minutes every day and just see what happens and finding that grounded place and stillness and seeing what comes through and maybe asking yourself some questions. And then finally, trust the answers that you do get when you get the answers to those questions. Take those baby steps to help gain some proof for yourself and help to assure yourself that it is safe to trust in yourself. It's safe to trust your gut, to follow your intuition, that you have the wisdom you need. All right, everyone. It was fun sharing this episode with you today. And I look forward to our next conversation. Keep living well and dreaming big. Thank you for joining me for today's episode of Live Well, Dream Big. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. And I wanna invite you to take your next step toward living well and dreaming big by downloading the Live Well, Dream Big Lifestyle Book. It's the ultimate guide to becoming your best self and living life on your own terms. You can grab your complimentary copy by going to the link in the show notes or heading directly to iawpwellnesscoach.com forward slash guide. That's iawpwellnesscoach.com forward slash guide.